Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Good morning. It is Friday, May 26th. It is five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find us both on Twitter. He's at Rob M. Kendall and I'm at Casey Daniels 317. Okay, so we're just six days away until what Janet Yellen says could be a grave threat as the nation could possibly default. Wouldn't it be fun just to see what would happen? Like for real. What if what if we did quote unquote default? There's still money coming into the treasury. They they act like there's no money coming into the treasury without bar- borrowing power. There's money coming into the treasury at all times. And revenue to the treasury continues to grow year after year after year. There's not a revenue problem. There's a a spending problem. So wouldn't it be fascinating? And, you know, I think if I were in Congress, this would be my vote. Now, obviously, I would never get enough votes to do this. But I would just say, if you don't want to do a balanced budget, then we'll just see what happens. Well, a lot of people are saying that it would be complete catastrophe. They say that all the time, Casey. Global economic repercussions. Casey, that is what government does. Casey, I once sat in a meeting in 2015 in which the superintendent of Brownsburg Schools said that if they didn't re- raise taxes by $100 million, kids could be at risk of dying in the halls by an active shooter. That referendum failed. Mm-hmm. They did every piece of construction they claimed they couldn't do without the new taxes, and life went on and everything is fine. And now that school has so much money, they're quietly buying homes on town streets and attempting to derail traffic on said streets. Yeah. So kiss off. Why don't we see what happens? Why don't we what, look? You'll know. We might it, have that opportunity. No, you're not going to have that opportunity because the Republicans are invested in big government. And as we just re- played for you last hour, Jim Barrett is sending text messages out asking if there should be any spending cuts as a part of him voting to raise the debt ceiling. So, unfortunately, we won't. I'd love to see just how much government can we do without. Most of it. Exactly. Yeah. But we're not going to see that. It's a dog and pony show. McCarthy wants to keep spending the money. And um, he addressed multiple times yesterday the media. And he is, and this is just, man, the Republicans will look at you and they will lie right to your face and they won't think anything about it. He is still trying to blame the Democrats Mm -hmm. for the spending that he approved. Let me tell the American public, I am not going to give up. We're not going to default. We're going to solve this problem. I will stay with it until we can get it done. But let's be honest about this. We have to spend less than we spent last year. It is not my fault that the Democrats cannot give up on their spending. Guy who voted to print $5 trillion in 2020 stands on moral high horse and talks to other people about their spending. Hey, Pot, this is Kettle. You're black. Okay, so right now, they say that they're getting close to a compromise. I'm wondering if it's going to happen today before COB because, you know, Joe Biden wants to get off to Delaware and sit on the beach. Well, let's again remind everybody, though. Their compromise, the starting position for the Republicans, so you won't do any better than your starting position, 
It's like when you buy a house. You don't walk in there and go, okay, I'll offer what I'll pay for it. You offer, you know, 10% less than you're going to pay for it. And then it gives you room to Mm -hmm. negotiate up. The Republican starting position. Yeah, we'll accept 2022 spending levels. What? Well, now they're talking about rescinding some of the $80 billion that was earmarked for the IRS, part of that oh. Inflation Reduction Act. Mm-hmm. That's that's what they're working now, on right but now. But this is wild, Casey, because the Republicans in the House, when they were Johnny Tough Guy, passed a bill that defunds the IRS. So if they really wanted to defund the IRS, wouldn't you make that? Biden's already said, I got to sign whatever you ultimately give to me at the last minute because we can't default. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be in the bill if that's what you really wanted Mm -hmm. to do it's all political stunting but i think a lot of people think that kevin mccarthy comes across as more reasonable in all of this now i know what you're saying he's he was responsible for all the spending previously but he's the one who looks like he's trying to do something he's the one who's been at least in front of the camera for a hundred days saying come on biden negotiate with me come on come on so he's more reasonable because he's still Santa Claus, <laughs> but he's Santa Claus without seven presents for every home. It's Santa with six presents yeah. for every home. Yeah. Uh, here is more of uh, McCarthy complaining about America owing money. And uh, we remind you, they owe money on things he approved to spend money on. We want to make sure we have an agreement that's worthy of the American public. Remember why we are where we are today. We have more money at any given time coming into America. Not just a dollar figure, but by GDP. But when the Democrats took the majority, we are now spending more than at any time in American history, even by a GDP factor. And we owe more than at any time in American history. So it is incumbent of us to get this right, and that's why we're working through it. And it's not easy, but everybody knows the responsibilities. Everybody's very professional in these meetings and look i'm I'm the total optimist we will get this done and we will have a better bill because of it how does spending the same amount of money we spent last year solve inflation yeah it doesn't i mean we have to spend a lot less help me casey you're the you're the reasonable person on on this show we all know i'm a far right-wing radical um and i just don't remember at any point when the republicans were running last year for the House and the Senate, them saying, send us to Washington. We'll get you back to 2022 spending levels. Yeah. So they're saying that the conversations have been productive and they're making progress. But here's the thing to keep in mind as well. You know, they're wanting to cut a bunch of areas, but defense spending is increasing by 3%. Well, that's because that's sacred. And Mm -hmm. this is the problem, right? I mean, you've heard this from all sorts of Republicans where it's, it's always the government I don't want is bad, but the government that I do want is, is fine. And not only is it fine, we should have more of it. They're not trying to make the government more efficient. Look, God bless our soldiers. God bless the people who serve this nation. But you are not going to tell me with the hundreds of billions of dollars we spend on our national defense every single year that there are not numerous areas that money could be saved by doing things in a more efficient manner. We're not talking about soldiers. We're not talking about bombs. We're not talking about ships. You're going to tell me there's nowhere there's no cuts mm-hmm. that exist. You can't find money to be saved. Uh, by the way, uh, he McCarthy said he did uh, speak to Trump, and Trump gave him some expert advice, Casey. He mm-hmm. said, get a good deal. And that's one, been one of our hang-ups for a long time. Are there agreements on- President Trump about these 
I did talk to President Trump the other day, and it came up, but uh, just for a second. What did he say? Oh, oh, he was talking about uh, make sure you get a good agreement as you move forward. Make, make sure you get a good agreement. Yeah. Casey, next do, time. Do a good job. <laughs> next time you go to buy a car, I'm going to tell you, hey, make sure you get a good deal on your car. <laughs> Great advice, right? I'm not going to give you any specifics on that. Uh-huh. I'm just going to say make sure you get a good a good deal on yeah. your car. Meanwhile, the Democrats are still saying we need to be building stuff. We need to have renewable energy across the country. We need to upgrade our grids. All things that are true, but it all comes at a huge cost. And where is it going to end? When is it going to end? Now, uh, I do, at the risk of being, uh, well, hated more by the establishment wing of the Republican Party, and I hate to do this because... You, you don't know, mind. Well, you know... You're tough. You can handle I it. I just stumbled across this yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was having some fun on the internet and uh, <laughs> came across this, and I, I hate when just, you know, facts get in the way and prove what just lying sacks of crap these people are and how what complete hypocrites these people are, but I found this little clip from 2017. Now, this was when McCarthy was in charge the republicans had the house so he was one of the he was not the shot caller but he was one of the top shot callers and here's uh, him lobbying for raising the debt ceiling when he was in charge when you when you raise the debt ceiling that's actually paying for stuff that has already been spent oh well i see so you so let's see can we kev can we just play that again just to make sure that was not an altered clip Mm -hmm. everybody understands exactly what kevin mccarthy said in 2017 when you when you raise the debt ceiling, that's actually paying for stuff that has already been spent. Hmm, okay, so let's see. Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans, uh, even pre-COVID, went on a little magical spending tour. Hundreds of billions added every year to the national debt. Uh, obviously, their little uh, Menendez brother type spending spree they went on during uh, 2020 and COVID. And... Um, and and so now it's time to pay the tab and uh it just now i guess he's just changing his tune well you know as the famed philosopher homer simpson once said i guess some people never change well, or quickly change and quickly change right back and biden's changing too because years ago he said people come and they think oh it's my way or the highway yes. and you have to compromise yes except now that he's the man yeah it's his way or the highway. Yes, that's absolutely Yeah, right. exactly. Hey, um, Casey, I asked a question mm-hmm. uh, the other day on social media. One of the county um, parties, mm-hmm. uh, they're having a big soiree, Lincoln Day, whatever they call them. And I asked a question <laughs> on the social media platform where they posted their little soiree because of who their speaker was going to be. And gosh darn it, Casey, that comment keeps disappearing. So since they won't answer it there... We'll point out who this party is, okay. what they're doing, and why apparently they're very angry that someone has had the audacity to ask a question about one of their speakers that they stuck in my face in my feed and said, look at this. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So do you have plans for the weekend? 20 minutes after 10, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. This is expected to be the third busiest Memorial Day weekend since the year 2000. 42.3 million people will be traveling this weekend, and it is going to be a 10% increase in flights. People flying the average price for gas across the nation, $3.54. Now, if you plan on having some summer fun, you want to do some grilling, 
have some people over. Mm-hmm. These are the items that are supposed to be the cheapest right now. Oh. Burgers, mm-hmm. avocados, oh. and corn. Wow. Yes. Now, if you want to do some shopping, get your mattress now because they're 70% off. Oh. Majority of them. And, and uh, we encourage everyone. Thompson Furniture, mm-hmm. big supporter of this radio station, uh, big supporters of Hammer and Nigel as well. Thompson Furniture, great place to get your mattress. It's also a good weekend to get a deal on a grill. Oh. But if you need to buy some new tech New iPad, new phone. Don't do it this weekend. Um, Also trending this morning, SPF 30. That is the recommended sunscreen. Sunscreen you that do you it. should wear. And you should definitely choose thirty or higher. And don't forget, little update uh, on mini sunscreens. You've got to wait a few minutes before you go out into the sun before that sunscreen will actually take effect. Yeah, sink into that skin. And if you have uh, a gathering that you're planning and you're going to be outside, yes. how long can you leave that food out before you need to wrap it back up? Mm-hmm. An hour. Oh, wow. Until it goes bad. And if you're going to be grilling, cooking, 140 degrees is what you need to get that meat up to. And speaking of the cookouts, mm-hmm. uh, today at 1145, we will send you into the weekend with our Mind Your Manners uh, segment as we end each uh, week with Susan Beckwith. Mm-hmm. She, uh, the topic she chose this week is the cookout etiquette. So if you uh, stick around, you will have all the info needed to attend and not be a complete disgrace at your family gathering uh, coming up over the weekend. Kev, did you have something you needed to add to the program? Um, I was going to ask you, do you do charcoal or propane? <laughs> do I do anything? Kev, let me tell you how it works <laughs> His in dad my house. does yeah, it. He goes go. next door. My da- Well, now here's the thing. When I bought my house, the people who owned the house left a pretty fancy schmancy uh, gas grill there. Oh, nice. And so it is far superior to the one my father has. And so the kind of the dealio we have is he can use my grill, but he's got to do all the work. (laughs) Okay. So it's really a fair trade. (laughs) So what are you putting on the grill? Is it... Hot dogs, hamburgers, chicken. What am I putting on the grill? <laughs> Rob will sit back and sip uh, on What's he beer. putting on the grill? That's funny. I yeah. have no idea, Casey. You act like I have any you idea. You just show up and what eat, goes on. You? I will be at work Saturday morning, Casey. Mm-hmm. I will be uh, working to pay all the very high taxes the Republicans have enacted and all of the uh, inflation that Biden and uh, Trump have created. And uh, so I have no idea what goes on in my house anymore. I am just, a, <laughs> I'm just an income-earning machine in my house, Casey. Hey, speaking of that inflation, AOC asked a question, and she wants to know if you've ever heard anyone say that the government has done too much for you. But they are accusing Democrats of saying we spend too much. For anyone that wants to entertain that thought, I ask you to think about the last time a person said has said in this country that the government does too much for them. Okay, so the government's done too many vaccine mandates for me, yes. too many taxes, too yes. many regulations, yes. too much shutting down the country. Uh-huh. But let's hear it again from AOC, and this time we're going to get Chip Roy's response. I ask you to think about the last time a person said has said in this country that the government does too much for them. When was the last time anyone has heard or seen that? I'll say it right here. I don't want the government doing most of the things that the government is doing to interfere with the ability of the American people to carry out their lives. When was the last time you had a bureaucrat show up and you said, oh joy, I'm really glad there's a bureaucrat here. When was the last time you were thankful for $32 trillion in debt, $100,000 almost for every man, woman, and child in America? Anybody thankful for $32 trillion in debt? Anybody? Anybody thankful for a border that's wide open being exploited by car 
cartels while fentanyl comes in and cares, kills our children? Department of Homeland Security that doesn't actually secure the homeland? Everybody thankful for an FBI that went after Scott Smith and labeled him a domestic terrorist for daring to defend his daughter in a school board meeting because she was assaulted in a bathroom? Anybody thankful for the IRS knocking on your door, auditing the poor and the minorities three to five times more? People thankful for that? Are you thankful for the EPA or the Department of Interior that sent a man to prison because he had some ponds on his ranch in Montana? We have a government that is weaponized against the American people and is undermining our liberties, and they want more of it. My colleagues on the other side of the aisle want more, more government. They want more taxes. They want more spending. They want more bureaucrats knocking on your door. Boom. I think he answered her question. You know, remember, Casey, when you were a little girl, did you do dress up? Did you play? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you, of course. You pretend you were in a beauty pageant or whatever. AOC is a grown woman, and she's she's doing the equivalent of that with the government. Like when she gives a speech, mm-hmm. it's like she's playing government. She's pretending. Look at the words I'm using that are forming coherent sentences. I'm government. <laughs> she's like Ralph Wiggum. I'm a Hello, big girl. Super Nintendo Chalmers. <laughs> I'm in danger. I'm a big girl. All right, tell me what's going on in Putnam County. Well, let's take a break because something we got the voicemails. Mm-hmm. An angry guy who claims he doesn't listen very much anymore but calls every day is back, and I'm going to prove a point with him. Okay. And then, yes, yeah, something just very disturbing is going on in Putnam County. Now, they uh, they list old uh, Bo Baird, the Republican Party website, lists Bo Baird, state rep. You may remember him from doing as little as possible when those poor people had the issue with the, the train stuff coming to Putnam County. You may also remember him being the what is basically the the political equivalent of a trust fund baby because well his daddy was the state rep and now his daddy's the the uh, the congressman he gets to be the state rep they still list him as being the head of the um the uh, putnam county gop and there's just something weird with this interaction that i had with the putnam county gop on facebook so we're going to try to get to the the bottom of that we're going to talk about old bo baird when we come back we'll play some voicemails it's a wild and wacky afternoon casey let's go it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 317-684-8444. That is the phone number if you'd like to contribute. It's time to hear your voicemails with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. All right. So before we get to my little interaction with the Putnam County Republican Party on social media, Mm -hmm. um, we did get, you know, it's so weird, Casey, and we get this all the time. The I don't listen very much anymore. I'll never listen again. Yeah. No one's listening. Mm-hmm. That guy, it's kind of the same, you know, yeah. profile. Yeah. And yet, those seem to be the people who comment <laughs> and call yeah. all the time. How can he comment if he's not listening? The, I mean, we this is the makeup of a, a large group of people who are that way. Uh, but there's one guy, mm-hmm. and he always calls about the same thing. 
And here's the thing. And I tell people this on social media all the time because my social media, I leave it open. I view it as like, because Facebook has this weird thing where you can only have 5,000 friends. And I don't know why that is a thing, but as you may come to the conclusion, as most reasonable people would, when you're as charismatic and as good looking and, well, generally out in the public sphere as me, people want to be associated with you. Mm -hmm. And so I had... I've had the 5,000 friends for a long time and and I have thousands in the queue. And so what I did is I just make my posts public. So it's like you, you can't visit my house like you can't come in my house, but you can, you know, drive by the house and still see the party going on in the backyard and, you know, somewhat feel like you're a part of the... The event. Okay. And so I leave the thing open and people can comment on it. There's a follow button there and people do that. And I kind of have very few rules on that, but I do have some. And it's one of the things that I had to do this the other day is this one guy gets on there and all he wants to ever talk about is how great Trump is and how much I suck for not saying Trump's the reincarnation of whoever. And uh, I finally told him, I finally had to put my foot down and say, this is laborious. This is boring. This is agitating. You are adding nothing to the conversation. You say the exact same thing every single time. This is your first and only warning. If you don't abide and make another comment other than Trump's awesome and DeSantis sucks, you're out of here. You're going to make room for someone else. And to this person's credit, they have known because they've seen me do this in the past. Uh-huh. Pull the plug on people. Yeah. You're out. You'll be quickly replaced. There's thousands of people in the queue. I view this guy who calls a little different because I can expose him to the masses and prove points with him. Okay. But this guy calls all the time, even though he claims, I, I don't listen very much anymore, <laughs> but every day I call and talk about something that you discussed on your show. And it's always the same thing, that he is outraged that we have the audacity to point out Donald Trump's record as president, that he's outraged that we have the audacity, as we do with every other politician, to take a critical eye towards them and what they have done or not done on behalf of the taxpayer. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, we have said nice things about what Trump did as president Mm pre-COVID, but we have certainly told you his actual voting record and things he signed during COVID, which was an unmitigated, complete disaster. Yeah, well, he turned the country over to Fauci at one point. Exactly. Absolutely. And we've talked about the serious, obvious flaws that any person with a firing synapse in their brain would recognize that he has as a candidate. He is very unlikable to a whole lot of people who otherwise might vote Republican. That's not up for debate. There's some flaws there. It is he, and he has made that choice, and he has made the choice to not correct that pattern of behavior. That's not an us thing. It don't bother me. I think it's hilarious he called a porn star horse face. I'm not sitting here saying, oh my gosh, I, Rob Kendall, am so offended. No, I think it's hilarious. But it ain't Cook County. I can only vote once, and I'm already going to vote for whoever the Republican unless it's Bush or Christie or whoever is, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this person gets so offended by us pointing out the obvious. And so his phone call, as it always is, was very long. So I broke it up into a couple parts because I want to prove some points about where the Trump people are going because they're going down for them, right? Like for them as the person they support, a very dangerous path if they actually want to get this guy nominated for president. So here is part one. Oh, and to follow up, Rob, when you talk about Trump losing in his candidates, there you are again. You're, you're a very dishonest person to think that there wasn't total election interference. 
that, that people voted against Trump and Biden got 81 million votes, that's, that is totally dishonest. You're being dishonest in the way your candidates didn't lose. Are you kidding me? Fetterman, they stole that from Dr. Oz. There's no comparison. They stole that from Herschel Walker. You're telling me Raphael Warnock's a better person than Herschel Walker and more uh, revered and liked in Georgia? That's a total lie. Go ahead, Carl Rove. Tell me all about it. And Blake Masters, uh-huh, and that Mark Kelly, that loser jerk, he's no better. They stole that, too, in Arizona. And uh, uh, whoever the other guy, Laxalt in Nevada, Stole it. Hey, why don't we wait till five days after the election, all, all of these, and then all the Senate races come back for the Democrats. You are a totally dishonest person. Man. He is very passionate. And he sounds like a lunatic. Because, okay, so let's, let's play this out because he wanted to talk about midterms. So let's play out the midterms. And what I've said is the Trump-endorsed candidates dramatically underperformed uh, people who are not endorsed by Trump. Okay, so let's play this out. Let's play it out with facts. All right, North Carolina, also a swing state, right? Mm-hmm. The Republican won in North Carolina. If there's this big, giant national conspiracy, how did the Republican win in North Carolina, which is a swing state? In Wisconsin, Ron Johnson, in addition to being an incredible stereo salesman on Fast Times at Ridgemont <laughs> High, also a U.S. Senator Republican, yes. ultimate swing state, mm-hmm. he won a very close race. Yeah. In Ohio, J.D. Vance won, also a swing state, but J.D. Vance dramatically underperformed the Republican governor candidate who was not endorsed by Trump. So you have Republicans winning in multiple swing states. Okay. Yeah. We'll get to Pennsylvania in a second because he has a point with Pennsylvania, but I'll get to that in a second. So what? The Democrats just, what, did they step on the gas in Arizona and and Nevada? And by the way, Nevada, a Republican, was elected governor. Lombardo is the governor. So what? The Democrats just put the squeeze on in the Senate race and said, right. ah, and, we'll give them the governorship. The yep. that, that's, that's insane. In Georgia, multiple polls showed that multiple candidates would have done better than Herschel Walker. Herschel, and look, I was dead wrong. I freely admit, not, mark this down, Casey. What time is it? It's 1039. 10, 10.39. May 26th. Herschel Walker, and I was dead wrong. I thought people were going to say, Georgia football guy, right. beloved figure, right. You know, a whole bunch of people are going to come out of the woodwork. It didn't happen. Herschel Walker was a terrible candidate, campaigned terribly. The things he campaigned around didn't resonate. And he's a lunatic. He didn't win. The governor there did. So what? The Democrats, and by the way, the governor candidate was the most beloved Democrat of them all. If there's one Democrat they would have wanted to get elected, it was Stacey Abrams. Exactly. So what? They put the squeeze on Herschel Walker, but they said, ah, we'll give Kemp the governorship. Yeah. Now, Trump doesn't like Kemp because of the election stuff, but Georgia has one of the strictest voting laws in the entire country. In fact, it was so strict they pulled the Major League Baseball All-Star game out of there. Brian Kemp, by and large, has been pretty darn conservative, certainly compared to someone like Eric Holcomb. So what? We're led to believe that in uh, North Carolina, uh, in Wisconsin, in Ohio, they didn't put the fix in. And in multiple states, they only put the fix in for for, the, for half the election. Right, not for the governors. Right, right. You guys can have the governorships. We'll take the Senate. Uh-huh. We'll call it even. Yeah. No. Trump, anyone associated with Trump, is entering 
with major baggage. I'm not saying I believe it. I don't care. I don't need to like my president. I don't need to hang out with my president. But this guy sounds like a complete moron when it's like, well, the fix was in. Then prove it. Mm-hmm. There's three justices on the Supreme Court who are appointed by Donald Trump. There are six of them. And I'll even throw Roberts in there because it's 50-50 with him who are reasonable people who, if you presented valid election interference to them, what do you think Sam Alito, if he was presented with valid election interference, or Clarence Thomas, was it going to go, we need to get this on the docket immediately. We must. They couldn't even get hearings, Casey. If that stuff exists, why couldn't you prove it? Trump just says, well, there was blatant cheating. Where? Carrie Lake, there was blatant cheating. Then where? Why? I'm asking. I'm not even trying to be facetious here. Where is this alleged blatant cheating? Okay, well, he said in Pennsylvania. Okay, now that's a different story. Pennsylvania has mass mail-in unaccountable voting, as do other states. When you have mass mail-in unaccountable voting, yes, that does open you up where if you can just send a ballot and somebody can get it and, and you have no idea who brings it back for the possibility of election fraud. But even there, poll after poll after poll showed that there was another candidate in that primary who lost to Oz in the primary by like a thousand, it was like a thousand votes. I mean, it was some incredibly small amount who would have fared much better and probably won that Senate race. Trump put Oz across the finish line. Trump took credit for it. He bragged about it. He said how great Oz was. Oz didn't live in that state. Right. That was... So you can't, on one hand, say, oh, I picked this great candidate, and then poll after poll after poll in the primary. Yeah. This is pre-general election said, this is the worst guy you can possibly pick. People from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania were not relating to Oz. No, because he's- un- He was an out-of-towner. He was so unlikable. Now, look, again, again, who knows what happened in Pennsylvania, because that's a totally different animal with the mass mail and unaccountable voting, but you know the rules going in. So why would you pick the most unlikable person possible? Trump picked Dr. Oz because he's on television, period. He picked Herschel Walker because he knew him from the USFL when when he owned a team there. Mm -hmm. Trump is totally attracted to star power. He's totally attracted to things that appeal to him. He's not attracted. Well, it worked for him. Once. Right. When he ran against the most unlikable woman, major party candidate ever to seek the nomination. Look, I'm sorry. You're not going to convince me in the midterms that the fix was totally in, sometimes in half the state, on half the elections. But that's the type of guy who's going to vote for Trump no matter what, because he's still angry about what happened. But he sounds like, and and maybe we'll play the second part of his call next hour, because I want to give Hammer time because he's got the 500. Look, I I will vote for whoever the Republican nominee for president is, Trump or DeSantis. Well, and that may be more than what Trump is saying. Is he going to sign some loyalty pledge? I don't care. What I want is the person who is most likely to win the election Mm -hmm. between those two, Mm -hmm. because Joe Biden is destroying this country. Same thing when we talked to Jefferson Shreve earlier. Mm Mm-hmm. I want him to win because Joe Hogsett is, dis- Hogsett is destroying the city. Yeah. And this is laughable that people will not have one moment of reflection This like this guy and look in the mirror and go, you know what? I may still like Trump and maybe ultimately he is my choice, but gosh darn it, there are some serious flaws with this guy and most people he gets attached to are complete poison. I mean, J.D. Vance, in the same election where a governor was overwhelmingly reelected a Republican, did horrible 
And Trump got him across the finish line in the primary. Yeah. Come on, man. We got to be able to have some honest reflection that this guy and his candidates underperform compared to other Republicans. We've got Hammer joining us next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer joins us in the studio. Good morning. Good morning. I got a text this morning. I was up, you know, getting everything ready. Kids didn't have to go to school today, so I'm just kind of doing stuff around the home. And I get a text from Rob. He brought Wendy's. (laughs) (laughs) He did. Jefferson Shreve, the Mm -hmm. uh, candidate running against Boss Hogsett to be the mayor, brought Wendy's in for you. Well, because we had pondered. He's a very wealthy guy. He sold multiple businesses, uh, very successful. And so we had pondered, has a guy like that ever been to a Wendy's? Right. (laughs) We ask the hard questions around here. That's what we do. Right. And... um, in, I think we all kind of agreed because he was a, he is a self-made guy, and that's good. He wasn't born on third base. He basically invented his business and what would become his business in college. Said, so, yeah, he's probably been to a Wendy's, and and you had said on, on air if he doesn't show up with a Wendy's, what a what a just a missed opportunity. Right, and he came through, and he did, man. And they said we listen all the time, and they were there, and they even they said, well, we tried to get you a frosty to put yep. some French fries in. <laughs> they don't sell frosties this early, so a plus move, totally totally endearing, and very very. Very nice guy. And again, I apologize. I did not get a chance to hear the conversation. Did at any point he agree with Joe Hogsett about wanting to change the gun legislation in Marion County? Well, here's what I will say about him. And, uh, you know, I'll be curious to get your two perspective on it because you are both Marion County voters. I am. I am. I am not. Our town council is trying to turn Brownsburg into Marion County, but they have not totally fully succeeded uh, yet. Um I wonder if he has the actual fight mm-hmm. necessary personally to take out Joe Hogsett because he's facing basically a two to one registration advantage. Right. And 60% to 40% Democrat registered voters in Marion County. Yeah. So you're down about 20% just in terms of registered voters. He's got the money to fight back, but you've got to throw some haymakers at this clown because Joe Hogsett is a clown and Joe Hogsett and we're going to rip him this afternoon because Guy Relford is foaming at the mouth. Oh, make my day, Guy Relford. <laughs> to come Boy. in and talk about that speech that yeah. Hawks had, had yesterday about wanting to repeal constitutional carry and changing the age. You can get a weapon to 21. A bunch of crap that he can't do. But you've got so much to work with on this loser that is Joe Hogsett that went missing during the riots. I hope he brings the fire. You know, because I, I think about when we asked him about will you call out where Hogsett was during the riots or do, you know and and he he didn't really lean into that i mean like that's a that's a question that i would think is made for running for mayor why are so many people afraid to ask that not name my dad <laughs> Where were you? All of these reporters in the city that have access and these horrible weekend shows on television that nobody watches, they all have access to this loser, and none of them 
want to ask him straight to his face, hey, there are rumors that you were intoxicated during the riots, and that's why you just had your assistant put out a tweet in the middle of the night. Can you confirm that, and can you clarify where you were at? Can you prove it? Why is that so damn hard? And if I had his money... Mm-hmm. I mean, and you he, mentioned it. You said you've got the resources. You've got the opportunity. Right. Where was he? Ask him. And Jefferson Shreve said, I don't know where he was. Yeah, I mean, I would be running ads. And you you and I talked about this off air. You've got to run a General Sherman campaign if you're going to become the mayor of Indianapolis, which is you got to burn everything to the ground. you got to open every box that may be considered taboo. You've got to, I mean, it's got to make it personal because Joe Hawk said it'll make it personal and he's a creep and he's a loser. Yep, absolutely. And I wonder if Shreve is going to do that. He certainly has the money to do it. But, uh, and look, well, I say this to somebody, even though I don't live here, I work here as a Hoosier lifer. I'm cheering for him with all my heart to to win, but man, he's a Jefferson's a really nice guy, and he's got to get mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jefferson, if you're listening, if your staff is listening, I'm a horrible rotten bastard, and I live in Marion <laughs> County. So if you need somebody to help you to write these ads or to prep you for a debate or whatever, I'll I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's make some money. Can we do that? I uh, I can think of no better choice if you want to burn anything to the ground than putting you in charge of burning it to the Let's ground. Let's go. Yeah. I've got nothing to hide, and if, you know, Joe Hogsett actually wants to confront me, I'll treat him the way my dad treated him. <laughs> I love that your dad has been tougher on Joe Hogsett than any member of the press. Right. <laughs> Tried to walk up the grassy knoll of the Hammer House, and that was his biggest mistake. <laughs> if I were you, I'd be leaving. What a great idea. Mm. Uh, Indy 500, this Sunday, WIBC is your home for the race. So let's make some bets. Yeah. yeah. So here's how... We're this is how we're going to do it. Betting on racing, and Rob, you can understand this. It's like betting on golf. Yeah. You can pick a couple different people, mm. and as long as one of them wins, your toes are tapping and you're making a profit. Yeah. Because the favorite in this race is Alex Pillow. Now, depending on which sports book you're looking at, uh, I'm looking at Bet Rivers. Some of the numbers may be different, but they're all pretty close. So Alex Pillow is your favorite, and you're getting plus 550, which good. is basically five and a half to one. You don't get that in other sports. Like when Alabama is a favorite in football, you're not getting five right. and a half one for the tide to roll. Right. So we're going to take $25 here. We're just going to play with $25. Okay. I'm going to give you three drivers. Oh. We're going to spread out $25, and you'll have a full race worth of fun. So you could do that like eight bucks a piece, basically. So I'm going to break it down with $10 on Alex Polo. Okay. $10 bet right now on Alex Polo as the favorite on the poll would pay out around $55. Okay. That's pretty solid. Yeah. The guy that I like the most, and he's been pretty quiet, even though he's starting in row two. Scott Dixon. Oh, oh yeah. that's I was going to say. Scott Dixon is plus 800 right now. That's down from 850 yesterday. So it's basically 8 to 1. Yeah. Get this bet in now if you want to bet on the Iceman. We're going to put $10 on Scott Dixon. $10 pays out a profit of $80. Yeah. So we got $5 left to play with. So let's take this 5 bucks and try to find us a long shot here. Okay. Somebody that's got good odds that's in the back of the pack. Stingray Rob, yep. let's go! <laughs> Even though it's not really back of the pack, it's plus 2,000 on Tony Kanaan. Oh. 
So Tony Kanan is starting in row three, at the end of row three, and this is a guy that was really fast on that first day of qualifying, got into the fast 12, has won this race before, and this is killer odds, plus 2,000. So we're going to put $5 on Tony Kanan. That would pay out a profit of $100. So we got 10 on Pelot. 10 on Dixon, mm-hmm. 5 on Kanan. And that way, if one of these guys gets in a wreck or their car breaks down, you're still in the ballgame. Right. right. And you've got all people in the first three rows where the majority yeah. of the winners come from. And if any one of them win, you're making a profit. Stingray Rob, let's go. <laughs> Here we go. What's that payout? $9 million? <laughs> Hey, what's coming up this afternoon? Uh, we'll talk about what Joe Hogsett's trying to do. All of a sudden, Mr. Tough Guy wants to be tough on crime. And Guy Relford wants to have a little chat about his gun plan. You know he does. Thanks, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.